Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first ever and maybe only ever from Rico Bronia. I am sitting on a deck in North Carolina with the ocean breeze blowing in my beautiful long red hair. Uh, It's funny. I'll tell you exactly what I drank, and I promise you. This is not like some kind of sponsorship deal, right? I'm not getting paid for it by any stretch. I'm just telling you. So right when I left on Friday or Thursday, whatever the hell my last day was, they gave me that Metallica whiskey that we've been promoting. You know that Metallica whiskey, Hop? Are you familiar with it? The black whiskey. I almost drank it tonight. I saved it. I saved it. But yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes. So the, the whole family, I mean, not my kids, obviously, but the whole family went with the blackened whiskey. We're like, let me see what this is all about. Very spicy. Very good. Very spicy. And then um, when we got here to North Carolina, we went to a convenience store. I said, I want some beer. And uh, I'm a big purple haze guy, a beta, but we couldn't find it. So I'm going to tell you exactly what I got. You ready for this? It's called Beer Hug Mixed Twelver. They've got Tropical Beer Hug, which is 9.9 alcohol by volume. That seems like a very big number. Is that nine point nine, like I. That's that's very high. I'm I'm proud. How many did you have? Uh I don't know. A couple of them. I mean, <laughs> uh, they got tropical beer hug, the neon beer hug, which is only seven percent alcohol by volume. Bunch of wusses. Uh the hazy beer hug and the juicy beer hug. Apparently, I love me some beer hugs. <laughs> I li- I'm not even kidding. I went into um, the convenience store and just looked for the fruitiest beers I could find. That that's that was my prerequisite. Just get me really fruity beers and let me bring it home. And that's exactly what I did. I'm surprised you didn't go for like the hard seltzers. Yeah, it just doesn't do it for me. Uh, I listen. I'm not. How do I say this? I'm not exactly like an experienced drinker. I just don't drink that much. I don't really get a chance. We got two kids running around. So when we get on vacation, you know, we're able to get a little loose. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. You look you look very loose right now, which is good. I, I would like to share with you what I'm drinking. It's called yeah, what are you drinking? I, I also went the whiskey route. It's called Puncher's Chance. It's actually, uh-huh. I believe, Bruce Buffer, uh the guy, the rig announcer who does the uh the MMA fights for UFC. I think this is his version of, of a whiskey. It's amazing. I think I've had a half a bottle so far. I didn't plan on doing that, but it's it's been pretty good. Look at you. Basically, the reviews on Pete are that he makes really good met points when he's drunk. That he actually makes more sense than when he's sober. So, people are happy. So, uh, my, this vacation started with us going to Baltimore. So, I was there Friday night for the David Peterson game. Where the Mets lost ten to three, it was just a. I mean, look, the last week has been a shit show. I think we all understand that. 
I think we all realize that the losing is coming fast and furious, and we're all probably better off for it, you know, based on the whole pick situation that we talked about in the last Rico, that, hey, if they're in the bottom six, their pick stays where it is. If they're not in the bottom six, because they spent so much money, the pick moves back 10 slots. The Mets are really in this, we're just going to lose every single day mode. And it's funny, it, it, you go back to when the deadline occurred on Tuesday. So they make the, the Verlander trade. They dump Tommy Pham. They dump Dominic Leon. They, you know, they make all the dumpings. And I'm even still at that point thinking to myself, you know what? They'll win a few games in Kansas City. Because even though you take Verlander away from the rotation, the lineup is you know pretty much the same. You know, you're taking away the left field spot of Canna Pham, but for the most part, they shouldn't just collapse. And after Alvarez hit the two-run home run on trade deadline night, and they had that 6-4 to four lead in Kansas City. If you think about what's happened since then, they give up the three runs in the bottom of the 10th. They then get completely destroyed in Game 2 and Game 3. You look at what happened in Baltimore. They got outscored 16-2 to two since the Alvarez home run in Kansas City. They got outscored 19-6 to six in Baltimore. So let's do the math. That is 30. 35 to 7 since Alvarez hit the home run in Kansas City. I mean, this has been look, we know they're bad. We know they're better off being bad, but this is just constant shit over and over again. And it's like you're watching the same game. You watch it. They make bad defensive plays every single day. They can't get a big hit. Their pitching blows. And I like I don't want it to portray like I'm really annoyed. Because I got to tell you, I've been numb the last few days. Like even Friday night in Baltimore, I was all, all I was thinking about was the fireworks. That's all I was thinking about was firework night. And my oldest son was like, "Let's see them fireworks." So I sat through the ten to three ass whooping, and I've been numb over the last three. I think all of us have. I'm, not, I'm certainly not speaking out of tune here. I think all of us have just accepted this is really, really bad. And you start to say to yourself, "Well, what the hell's the point of watching?" Now, what what are we watching for? And the truth is, we're watching to see how they will lose. And we're also watching to see if there's any progress from the kids. And so far, there isn't. Brett Beatty is just awful. Mark Vientos is terrible defensively. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't play every single day. Put them out there every day. I think we're looking for signs. We're looking for a pulse from Brett Beatty. We're looking for a pulse from Mark Vientos. Look at the finale against the Orioles. How about that defense? Vientos is trying to make a backhand play on a ground ball to third. Runners running on contact. Knocks the ball down, calls him a run. Then you got Danny Mendick, who is confused on that double play ball. He has no idea what the hell he's doing. I admit, I'm watching this game by a pool where I'm not, I wouldn't say I was drunk. I would say I was just having a good time. That's how I would phrase me watching the Met game. And I probably shouldn't have watched them that game. I mean, what, what am I doing? <laughs> Honestly, it's a it's a Sunday afternoon. I'm in North Carolina. Like, I'm by the pool. Why the hell did I even have the game on? But I did. I'm a glutton for punishment. I did not score it, though, Pete, which I know makes you very proud of me. I did not score the last two games while here in North Carolina. That is major progress, right? That That is a huge win. I, I don't know how we broke this code, but I'm happy we did. Thank you. Hey, last year when I was in North Carolina, I was scoring every damn game. 
Now, mainly, you know, we're in a pennant race, and I would kind of carve out the evening after everybody went to sleep and start the game on DVR. And the Mets were playing the Braves that week, I think, a year ago. You could check the archives of the Rico, but why would you? Like, you've got to be some kind of loser to say, I want to go listen to the Rico Bronya from August of 2022 and hear these morons talk about, hey, we're going to win the division. Hey, we're going on a run. Anyhow, Vientos, Beatty, Alvarez, uh, to a degree, Sango when he pitches. That really is all there is to say. I mean, nobody wants to watch DJ Stewart. That's damn sure. No one wants to watch Daniel Vogelback. Even the star, even Lindor, who's had a, a nice season. We don't really get any satisfaction out of Francisco Lindor hitting the ball over the fence. I mean, honestly, like, what do we get out of that? So we can pad his numbers? Like, Pete getting hot right now. If Alonzo got hot, what the hell does that do? You know, Jeff McNeil salvages his crap season. What does that do? So it's really Beatty, Vientos, Alvarez, waiting on Mauricio, and Kodai Senga. Now, I got to make a point that I think we're all thinking. If you look at what's gone on in the National League over the last week, and it's been longer than a week, it's been going on for weeks. Right now, when you wake up on Monday morning or Monday afternoon, if you're hungover like me and Pete, the Chicago Cubs are a wild card team. Think about that. The Chicago Cubs are a wild card team because the Reds can't win a game. The Marlins are terrible. The Diamondbacks are terrible. So think about this. If the Mets in their last six games against the Royals and Orioles had won three of them, right? Three of them. They'd be four games out. So can I ask a, can I ask a dumb question? Can I ask a truly drunk question? Because it's probably not even a good question sober. Did we F up? It's like, it's like talking about the girlfriend that you dumped. Like, did we screw up? Should we have dumped her? Should we have slept with her a few more times? Like, should we have really traded all these guys away when the bottom of the National League is so garbage that it wasn't going to take a lot to possibly make the postseason? Yeah, I, I, I would have still traded. You want to know why? Because look at who we traded. We traded David Robertson, sure. That was a piece to the back end of the puzzle. We traded Verlander and Scherzer. Okay, but like Scherzer's been terrible at the biggest spot. So what does that really mean? Verlander was like the one consistent. Okay, fine. We didn't like Mark Kana and Tommy Pham really weren't amazing where we're like, oh, we're missing their bats. Maybe Tommy Pham at moments, but we weren't really missing anything. So this losing streak is like perfect. It was going to happen anyway. And I got to be honest, Ev, I'm all about the suck right now. Like, Remember we were trying to suck for Sam and suck for all these guys back in the day with the Jets. I'm sucking for a top six pick with the, with the Met with the Mets in the, in, for next year's draft. Like I'm all in. Like I actually like that we're getting all of this bad baseball out of the way now. I don't like the fact that we see DJ Stewart, Stewart all the time doing it, but I don't mind. Like, hey, Tyler McGill, we've realized he's terrible. He's not part of the future. That's great. This is this is awesome. 2023 has proven a bunch of things. Who should not be on this team going forward? I mean, I, 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 I mean, there's a part of me that agrees with you. They are better off losing. Like that part, I'm with you. I'm not sitting there enjoying the losing. Like I, I wasn't sitting there by the pool Sunday afternoon saying, "Hey, let's not score any runs. Hey, let's have Danny Mendick screw up a double play. Hey, let's have Mark Vientos not be able to get the guy out at home." So. It's this weird juxtaposition. I use that word right. 
is this weird juxtaposition where they are better off losing. There's no question. I'm with you on that. But I'm not enjoying it. And I'm certainly not sitting there watching. Here's the thing I push back on. I have always said, and this is just my view on it, that if you can get to the postseason, you can throw everything out. And while Max Scherzer always came up small and big spots, and while the Mets gave us no reason to believe they were going to go on a run, if you're telling me the Mets were going to make the postseason because the bottom of the National League was bad, I'd sign for that 10 out of 10 times. I would. No matter how good the prospects back are, because when you're in the postseason, magic can happen. So there is a part of me having a little bit of regret. Now, I know that's stupid because even with the National League sucking, were the Mets going to win these games anyway? Which is probably the best retort to me having any regret. Not, hey, they'd get to the playoffs and lose anyway. I don't buy that. I don't agree with that. You get to the playoffs, anything can happen. And I want to be in the postseason, no matter what team I root for. So the best argument back at me would be, hey, even with the Reds sucking and the Diamondbacks collapsing and the Marlins being mediocre, even with the Cubs at four games over 500, that being good enough to be in a playoff spot, the best retort back at me is, hey, they were never going to go on this run. They were never going to get on a run good enough to get into the postseason anyway. But it is crazy, man. I mean, the bottom of the National League is atrocious. It just is. It's bad. And, and I am a little surprised. I am surprised that against Kansas City, especially, not as much the Orioles, they've had a great year, that this team has been as bad as they've been. Like, I, I didn't necessarily think after all these trades went down, the Mets would play like the worst team in baseball. And that's the way they look. I mean, I think most of us are starting to think, holy crap, they're going to lose 100 games. Holy crap. Are they going to win a few games? Now, they probably will. They probably will have some kind of hot streak. But in the immediate aftermath of all these trades, it has been worse than you could imagine. It really has. Yeah, but who are they beating? Like, Ev, the fact that we got swept to the Royals. After that, this like this June was terrible. They had seven wins. August might be worse. They're playing the Pirates, and they're playing uh, like the Cardinals. Like, there's like seven games against the Pirates and the Cardinals. Besides that, every other team is playoff bound. I don't see them winning any games. Yeah, but it's you know what? It's baseball. Like they'll they'll win a few games. They they have a ten game homestand coming up against the Cubs, against the Braves, against the Pirates. They'll accidentally win three or four of these games. Like accidentally. Now, are they going to finish in the bottom six? Probably. I mean, they, they're going to probably fall behind Washington, who've looked somewhat competent at times. Like, they'll fall behind Washington. They'll fall behind Pittsburgh. They may fall behind St. Louis. They'll fall behind Detroit. The only teams they won't fall behind will be Oakland, Kansas City, and probably Chicago. So you're looking at a team that could be picking fourth or fifth in the MLB draft. But it's just a reminder, you're never as bad as you are when you're bad. You're never as good as you are when you're good.